intro. BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services. Here we discuss all things fitness, running, rucking, endurance, obstacle course racing, and more. Welcome to the BeastNet. Hey everybody out there in BeastNet land, Hammer here, and on this episode of BeastNet, we're talking with Spartan pro athlete Ashley Heller. Ashley, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am fantastic. First, I wanted to say uh, thanks for taking the time to join us uh, on the show tonight. Um, yeah. I know that your schedule can be pretty busy at times, um, so I, I really times. appreciate you joining us. Yeah, I'm excited. Thanks for having me. <laughs> cool. So tell us a little bit about um, about yourself outside of the world of OCR, just about your regular everyday life. Okay, so I, well, I pretty much like eat, breathe, and sleep OCR. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I actually do a lot of different things. So um, like me as a person or work or all of it or. Um, just whatever you want to put out there, because I know that you, um, <laughs> that you and your husband have your own real estate uh, company. Yeah, um, I also know you're a, a college professor, and you do OCR <laughs> all the time. Um, yeah, so <laughs> all the time, and uh, you also coach on the side. So I mean, yeah. it seems like a pretty pretty full scale, uh, like a full plate. Yes, I do. I do a lot of that. So yeah, we do run. So my husband and I—that's my main job, I guess—is um, uh, we run a real estate team. So we have like uh, 22 agents that work for us currently. Um, and then, uh, and then we're also licensed agents as well. <clears throat> I do more of the team management stuff than selling as much, but I do sell some. Um, yeah. And then I am a college, an adjunct college professor at our local JC here. So I teach in the health sciences. Uh, so like health and wellness, stress management, and this course called the science of speed, which is like kinesiology, biomechanics, Super exciting, my favorite class ever class. <laughs> um, and then I do dapple in a little bit of training on the side. I used to be a personal trainer for a really long time. And so I still train a few clients. Most of them are runners or OCR specific, <clears throat> which is great. Um, and then, yeah, then I train my face off as well. So um, kind of a lot of things. And then beyond that, I guess I just pretty much spend most of my time outside. <laughs> Going places, doing stuff with my dog. <laughs> That's awesome. So I notice notice a lot about some of the athletes that I've interviewed. It's always like go go go. You guys are always like constantly doing something. Yeah. Um, kind of. I kind of think that as well. Like I'm I'm always occupied by something. I think doing something because I just go stir crazy. If I relax for too long, I just start getting antsy and, and I can't, can't deal with that. I always have to have something going on. Um, yeah. It's like, I need like a constant organized chaos to keep my mind <laughs> occupied. So I totally understand. I totally get it. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. My husband actually gets really upset with me sometimes. Cause he'll be like, you want to watch a movie? And I'm like, sure. And then about like three minutes into it, I start doing something else and, I'm like, well, I'm going to work on this while I watch this movie. Or, and he's like, why can't you just sit still? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's wrong yeah. with me. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's kind of the way, uh, that's kind of the way my wife is. She's, she's like that. She's, you know, wow, would you just, would you sit down for just a little bit? And like, no, I got to do this. I got a project over here. I'm going to do this. Like, just relax. Like, okay. 
It is relaxing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. It's you know, you get so used to just the constant, the constant go, go, go that anything other than that is so different. You're just like, I don't know. This kind of feels weird. Like I don't have anything to do. I don't have anything to keep my mind going. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely don't like to use the word bored ever, like ever. So that's not a thing that I do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, it doesn't. It does. It never looks like you're bored at all. Um, (laughs) Now I'm going to ask you a question that you've never been asked before. Never. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I've definitely never heard this one. Oh, that's a real stumper. Um, oh, man. Yeah. Gotta think on that one. Yeah. Um, it is a loaded question, though. So I did lots of sports and stuff when I was in high school. And then when I went to college, I ski raced for a bit and then opted to get a college education instead of pursuing, like, um, U.S. ski team. I have a couple of friends who actually are on the U.S. ski team now. Um, and then I ran cross country and track. So I had, um, an athletic scholarship for cross country and track was my focus. Um, and then, uh, I, as post collegiately, I actually continued to train and my goal was to qualify for the last Olympic trials. So not this year, but four years ago. Um, and that didn't happen. I didn't, <laughs> didn't make the cut. So that was a real bummer. And then, uh, I actually had an injury in college and then I had that repeat injury a couple of years after that. So I started training for, um, well, I, I broke my foot again. And then there's a few things that the track kind of just did to me that kind of beat me up. I actually, I don't actually tell people this, this is new information. I currently have a torn meniscus, which is not like that big of a deal, but, uh, sometimes like on the track, when I run in repeat circles around and round and round, always pushing off that right foot. Cause it's my right knee. It, uh, it, it acts up really bad. So I had to kind of like step away from the track. And, and then when I did qualify the trials, I was like, okay, this isn't fun anymore. What do I need to do? But I'm that kind of person where I like, I have to be competitive. Like I have to do something. If I wasn't doing OCR, I'd be doing something else. Um, just because we, I get bored, but I don't like to get bored. Um, (laughs) yeah. So, um, I just did a local race here as like something fun. And then, I actually, I ran the open. So I, in Boise, I did the Boise sprint in 2017. And then that was my first, uh, OCR race ever. Um, and I won the open and then I was comparing my times to the elite women. And I was like, huh, maybe I should have ran in that heat. And then it just kind of went out of control from there. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, cool. So touching on, on your elite career, Tell us a little bit about that. Um, what was it like to actually have Spartan bring you on as a pro athlete? Yeah. Um, so I ran, I guess, a season and a half without Spartan being on the pro team. So my first year was basically only like six months long from June to November. I ran like six races or something in that time. Um, I had a few podiums. I think I had three actually. And then um, in 2017, I kind of, made some huge gains. Like I, you know, dialed in grip training and all that stuff. So my obstacle proficiency was getting way better. I already had the run background. It was just a matter of like honing in those skills a little bit in terms of distances. And then, um, I, it was kind of like, at that point it became a goal. I wanted to be on that coveted spot. Like, you know, there's a lot of talk about all the contracts and all that stuff, but for me, like it's a regality thing. Like 
I worked my ass off to get here and look, I did it kind of, you know? Um, so then my second full season, I guess was last year. Um, and on the pro team. So that was pretty cool. I mean, I was stoked. I remember telling my husband and he was really excited for me. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a real fun ride. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I, it's funny. Cause I, I talked to quite a few athletes and I noticed there's not very many of them that actually think of being either like in a, in a pro position or an athlete or sorry, a pro position or an elite position. And a lot of them are like really, really super humble. Like, Oh, you know, just, I'm really just so thankful to be where I'm at, you know, and just all the work that's gone into this and all that. And there's not very many people that, that will come out and kind of say, well, like, I enjoy it because it it kicks my ass and because I want to be there. Um, I think everybody has that desire to be there, but yeah. I think, I think there's kind of this, I don't know. Um, there's kind of this apprehension behind saying that, you know, just actually coming out and saying, I want to be there. I want to be a pro or I want to podium or I want to, you know, I want to beat this guy or whatever. And I've talked to a few athletes, yourself included, that'll just come out and say, that's because I want to be there. I want to be a front runner and I want to be up on the podium. I love that. To me, it's like, it's the spirit of competition. That's, that's exactly, sorry, hiccups. That's exactly what it is. And I think that's what, to me, that's what makes it more authentic. It makes it more real that, you know, and not to say, not to, you know, discredit anybody else that's super humble because that's awesome too. It's just, for me, it's kind of refreshing to hear an athlete say, no, I want to be at the top. I want to be there because I work hard for it. I bust my ass for it and I'm going to be there one day. It's to me, that's cool. I love right. it. And, you know, I actually think that it it's kind of like evolved for me, like from the beginning, I probably would have said that, but at the same time, like, I know what I'm capable. I don't want to sound like arrogant, but I'm, I know what I'm capable of. And so like, you know, building the confidence and just all the little aspects and every little thing that has to come together in a race, um, you know, and it takes time and it's never, you're never going to be satisfied, but that's also because we're all like-minded individuals and we strive off competition. Like I can't go to the grocery store. And even if the old lady's in front of me, I have to get my cart first. Like I, I just, that would be unacceptable. <laughs> Know what yeah, I mean? exactly. like, I'm that person. So yeah. selectively competitive. <laughs> yeah, she's like 90 years old. She will not be me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think that's uh, what keeps it us striving to be better, you know? Well. Yeah, exactly. And at the same time, I think it, it also gives your competitors something to think about. You know, they think, okay, well this person's really training hard. Now I'm going to have to train harder because they excel in something that I'm, I might not excel in. And it, and it, it probably kind of gets them thinking like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to this event. I know this person's going to be there. I'm running against them. I'm competing against them. I'm going to have to step my game up. And it's kind of an intimidation thing too. I, 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 I really think that is, that factors into it. Yeah, I could, yeah, that's true. But just remember, you can't believe everything you see on social media either. So. <laughs> no, 
Um, Except for what I no, post, but I post is very true most of the time. You can't believe you can't believe everything you see, but I definitely <laughs> believe I definitely believe those biceps. Those biceps are freaking huge, and they're killer, and they're amazing. <laughs> That's so funny you say that. Okay, people have said that to me for a long time. Actually, that my biceps are massive. When I I have a picture on my phone somewhere. Um, like, oh, it was because last year I went to this, I'm just going to tell you a story. Um, I went to, uh, we have this like realtor gala banquet thing and I was wearing like a formal dress and there's one image of me like sitting at the table and my arm was like pushed against my side. So my arms looked massive. And my friend texted me and she was like, oh my God, what is wrong with your arm? <laughs> and I was like, but they're not. And I took a tape measure and I measured it and took center picture. My arm's only 11 inches around. It's not that big. <laughs> My little baby biceps. <laughs> now I personally, I think, I think they're massive. I see the pictures <laughs> and I'm like, holy cow, she's got biceps for days. But they're only but 11 inches. Arm <laughs> I'm like, you want to talk about arm strength? She's got it. Oh, <laughs> so that's, that's awesome. What what would you say are some of your favorite highlights from your career so far? Ooh, that's a great question. I like that question. Um, oh my goodness. I gotta think for yeah, a second. Only <laughs> thing you to think too. Like, I have no time limit. You can you can think all you want. <laughs> no, I mean there's I've had a lot of really great experiences. Um okay, I probably have three. Yeah, three. You said three. So I'm going to go with three. <laughs> um, okay. One of the major ones is so in 27, no, 18, sorry, 2018, they did the team championship race in Tahoe. Um, you had to qualify in Utah and then um, we raced again in Tahoe. And well, actually, well, I'll start with that, I guess. Um, came off a stellar day, which was also one of my top three from the day before. <laughs> but uh me and Casey Monroe and Emily Smith, we ran that team race and we got third at world championships, which was pretty rad behind team USA and Canada. Um, so that was really exciting. I don't know. I was just super proud of them running together as a team. Like the camaraderie that we felt just racing together was so much fun. Um, and I remember like just barreling down the backside of the mountain and we were having a great time, like laughing just and running our asses off the whole time. Um, I don't know. It was just super fun. I'm sure if you talk to them, they would, this would be a highlight for them too. And I have like a canvas picture of us on the podium on my wall. And I just, yeah, I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really cool. And it was pretty cool to stand on a world championship podium too. So that was pretty rad. And then the day before that in my individual event. So my first year um, I went qualified for Tahoe and Tahoe 2017, which is the year they did like that uh, 17 and a half mile beast that had the ridiculously long Olympus and like every obstacle was <laughs> supersized. <laughs> yeah. Did you do that race? Uh, no, no. Oh. But I heard all about it. Yeah, it was terrible. That was my first beast ever. So that was a reality <laughs> check. <laughs> right? It was like, terrible. Ever, and it totally, totally just ruins it for you. Like, oh, God, yeah. this is what every single one of them is going to be like. Yeah. No, I, I knew it wasn't that the case, but, um, yeah, that was, that was freaking hard. Um, so I did really bad in that race. Not really bad. I mean, I just didn't know what I was in for, but then the next year, oh, I don't. So my very first beast and Tahoe, I got 62nd place. Oh, don't tell anyone I told you that. Um, and then, so the next year, which was 2018, when we were on the series or on the podium, 
um, I moved all the way up to 11th and I had a bunch of people telling me that, you know, I think you'd be top 10. And I was like, oh, I don't know. There's, I mean, there's competition. We're stacked. The women's field is stacked. And I gutted that out and I was so elated. I came across the finish line and my friend Trannon was there handing out medals and I like just started crying and gave him a hug and Bert, that probably is like the best moment, that one moment <laughs> that yeah, day. Yeah. So that, uh, it's really hard to ex- like explain that emotion, but like everything just coming together and I was so proud of myself um, and everything that I had accomplished. I ran a clean race, like, it was just pretty monumental. And I was like, holy, holy crap. I, I could do this. I can be great at this. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I, I understand the emotional aspect behind it. <laughs> um, so, well, I mean, I say that because this last, this last year, uh, well, let me, let me back up just a little bit, preface it before that with, um, I started out a couple of years ago. Um, my very first OCR event, I think it was my, at the time, she was my girlfriend, and we did the, I think it was the Warrior Dash. Um, just It was just an introductory OCR thing for me. I'd never done one before. And my, my girlfriend at the time was like, hey, let's, let's do this. Like, I think it would be fun. Okay, cool. We get out, we do it. And at the time, I'm like, you know, I was pushing like 370 pounds. Oh, wow. I was huge. It was massive. And, um, and so I was like, okay, cool. I like, I labored all the way through that thing. Um, and it was being my first OCR experience there. I wasn't sure about some of the obstacles, but I did them anyway. And uh, just cause I wanted to challenge myself and, and figure out, you know, what I was capable of. And so then we get to this other obstacle and like, there's these trenches that are probably like three to four foot wide that you have to just run and jump over. And there's like, I don't know, 10 of them. And the very last one, there's one that's got like this little, I, I call it like a trapeze, but it's got just a really small handhold. Um, and literally your grip is like this. Oh. So, um, and that's, that's all you can hold on to. And you have to swing across this last trench. Well, right. I mean, right before that, they put you through, um, a water obstacle. So your hands are all wet. There's no grip on this thing at all. Cause it's all just metal. So we're, we, you know, basically just hop, skip and jump over the little trenches and we get to that last trapeze. I, I grab on it you know, grab onto it, swing across. And I got to the end, I let go of it, but it was weighted on the other end to return it to its original position. So, so when it came back, it caught the tips of my hands and it pulled me backwards. And I fell, I fell back into this pit. It was probably like, I don't know, a couple feet, probably maybe like three feet deep, but it had like just a mixture of size, different sizes of rock. And I fell down to it and I'm, smacked my head on these rocks and I had basically like blacked out for a little bit. Just, I mean, it wasn't long, but <laughs> just a concussion. No yeah, just, just a minor. <laughs> you know, so I, come, I come to, and, um, I see, uh, Don, I see him kind of like, Hey, are you all right? And I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Where am I at? What am Where? I doing? That's cool. And That's like, the, the crazy part about it was, is like, you could, I could see in my peripherals, like the outline of the trench. So like visually in my head, I'm like, this is <laughs> <a grave." laughs> so, this is um, my grave. Did I die? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell happened to me? So I, he helps me out. And like all these people are like, Oh my gosh, I, we saw you fall. Are you all right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. And, um, 
I, I'm finally, I, I realized, okay, I'm in the middle of this thing. I remember where I'm at now. Cool. Let's go. Um, probably like a quarter mile down, we get to, um, we get to a sandbag carry. Um, I think it was a sandbag carry or it was like a really like, I don't know, it was like a really heavy duffel bag. It, well, I don't think it was sand, but it had something in it. Anyway, super heavy. I put it on there and, and I get up and I'm like, all right, cool. And as I, um, as I get done with it, I throw the thing down and I'm like, man, I'm really sweating from that. So I reach back and I like, I'm like, man, I'm really sweating back here. Blood. And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> what the heck's going on? And uh, so I had like these little, like these little pebbles that were just like lodged in my scalp back here. Oh my gosh. And uh, yeah, very first OCR experience. And, um, <laughs> and you I, was, that. I was like, oh. yeah. And I was like, okay, I don't know what the heck's going on. Like I just, I just got injured, you know, and not that it was really that bad of an injury. Um, some people I, like, I don't, some people faint at the sight of their own blood. I'm not really like that. Um, but I was like, all right, cool. I'll just go to the, you know, the, the med tent and get checked out afterwards. And, um, when I got done with the race, uh, I just, like I said, they just kind of cleaned it off and they were like, yeah, you're fine. It was just a couple little rocks that just kind of cut your, cut your skin open a little bit. And I remember thinking, man, like, this is fantastic. <laughs> this is the coolest thing I've ever done. And, uh, you know, I just like, I, I fell in a pit. I survived. I got up and I continued, you know, and it's like, <laughs> normally I wouldn't have done. It. And, um, you know, and so it was just, it was kind of cool that I could challenge myself and I've definitely come quite, quite a ways, um, from that, but this, to get back to my original point about the emotion, um, starting where I started with being so heavy, um, I did my first beast last year, uh, the Seattle beast. And all throughout the week prior to the race, I was in my head like, okay, you know, you've done a lot of stuff. You've done this, you've done that, but you've never done a beast. And sure, there's a lot of areas for me to improve. Um, I, I don't necessarily have the greatest upper body strength. Um, I've got power in my legs for days, but not the upper body. And so I'm like, all right, there's, you know, there's going to be a lot of upper body stuff. I'll, I'll attempt them. I'll do what I can. Um, I did a ton, like a crap ton of burpees that day. Um, <laughs> I stayed and I stayed and I finished them all. I did all my I did all my penalty burpees. I was one hurting unit, but I did them. And I finished the race, and it was it was weird. It's kind of surreal because I saw the finish line coming up, and you know you jump the fire. Um, sorry, I'm going to back up just one more time. Right before the fire, I knew that I knew that the the fire was there, and I knew the finish line was after that. I was so exhausted, and I got to the hercoist. And I get there and I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. I just, can I just not do the turquoise? But then I was <laughs> yeah, like, for burpees. Turquoise <laughs> yeah, or burpees. But then I thought, okay, you've come this far. You've done this much work. You're exhausted. But just think of how you're going to feel if you shrug this last obstacle off and then cross that finish line. So I was like, no. And that just, it kind of like, it kind of made me mad at myself. So I was like, no, I'm going to go destroy this thing. So I got to the turquoise. And I know it's not normally I, you know, normally I would grab the rope. I would, you know, lower my center of gravity and just go to town on it. Right. Didn't even do that. I was, I was so mad at myself for thinking that after all that work, but I just, I went up to it and I just grabbed that rope and I'm like, (laughs) just, I mean, just sped through the whole thing. The volunteers like, don't drop that bag, you know? And I'm like, cause I'm, I'm looking at it like, he probably thinks I'm just 
you know, working to get it all the way to the top, and I'm just going to let it go. Bro, uh, I got same intensity, <laughs> same intensity all the way back down. And then I just took off towards the fire with my, you know, with my brother-in-law, and then we jumped the fire, and we get to the finish line. And the cool part was, um, and I've said this on a couple episodes before, um, but the cool part was that my my niece was actually there volunteering, and she was the one that actually put the medal um, on myself and her dad. And so that was kind of special for us um, after having finished that. Dom's done a couple beats before. This being my first, I thought it was kind of a special thing, you know, like to celebrate it kind of with family and have family be the one to to put it on me. That was kind of cool. And um, and so right after that, my mind like rewound and went through all of that race. And then I told myself before the race, yeah, 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 it's just a race. You're not going to get emotional. And then I thought that one more time just as, you know, everything was kind of flooding back to me. And at the very end of that, I was just like, boom. And I like, I broke down and I started crying. I was like, <laughs> holy crap. I'm so, I'm so unbelievably proud of, of where I've come from. And I, I think a lot of people don't want to pat themselves on the back just because it might seem kind of arrogant, but really, honestly, I could care less about it because I know I was proud of myself from where I came right. from to where I ended up. And, you know, if you, if you can't celebrate a moment just for yourself, then, you know, Maybe you're a little bit too uptight. I, I don't know. But <laughs> I mean but I I firmly believe that like, you know, if you're if you wanna celebrate yourself and you know, you wanna put yourself in that um in that light and be like, Hey, look, I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of where I came from. You know, you've got me to contend with this, you know, this next season, this next race, this whatever, you know. Right. I want you to know I'm gonna be right there. I'm gonna be at your heels and before you know it, I'm gonna be passing you. And you're going to be at my heels and you're going to be trying to catch up to me. And to me, I feel like there's, that's, to me, that's actually really kind of refreshing to, to hear people talk about that. Cause like I said, there's so many people that are so humble and, you know, not, not that that's a bad thing. It just, I think that it's kind of an admirable thing to, to just take pride in yourself and to celebrate yourself. So I definitely, like I said, I definitely understand the emotion behind it. To me, it was one of the greatest feelings. Like I never thought I would get that, you know, that feeling over a race, and it had become such a big part of me. And to to have made it that far after starting, you know, the way that I had started OCR, it it was just astounding to me, and it just overwhelmed me, and and I was overcome with so much emotion that I cried. I'm like I'm a big teddy bear, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think too, <laughs> like it comes back to it's not just the race that you're doing, like, yeah, you're competing in a race, but it's, and it is cliche maybe, but it literally, it's a metaphor. I think for life, like in order to evolve as a human for our entire race, as an individual, like you have to push yourself out of that comfort zone. And when you do, because we're so used to being comfortable, like it's pretty monumental, like what we're capable of. And the fact that you can like prove to yourself that you're capable of way much more, like it's, it's just so rewarding, you know? So. Yeah, exactly. That's, um, that's kind of why, like, I've, this year I'm taking kind of a break from, from OCR. Um, I've got a huge, just bunch of things going on. Um, a new schedule at work. So I don't have weekends off at work anymore, which is when I was obviously doing all my races. Um, so now that I don't have free, um, you know, it's been, I'm taking up a lot of projects at, you know, at the house and, redoing the backyard and, you know, getting ready to 
you know, spruce up a couple of rooms in the house for my for my family to visit. Um, I've got uh, a daughter on the way. She's going to be born next month. So it's yeah, just crazy. Thank you. But yeah, I mean, so this is kind of like um, the the year that I take off off of the season. And if my schedule changes in the future, then I'm going to jump probably right back into it. But along the lines of what you just said, I think what I'm probably going to try and do is I want to kind of try and delve into um, more of the endurance aspect for myself, just because I know I struggle with long-term. Um, I mean, I can go out and do a short race or, uh, you know, like a mid-length race, and I know I can do a long race, but I want to find out how I push myself longer than that. Sure. So yeah, it's a whole different beast, but why not push the limits? Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and that's my whole, my whole thing when I first started this, um, after getting hooked to that first one was just challenging myself. And the more I challenge myself, the more, the more I feel like I, I build my own self-worth and I, I can appreciate myself more. Um, not that, not that I struggle to appreciate myself, but it's really nice to, to know what I'm capable of and find the areas that take me out of my comfort zone and force me to, you know, push harder or force me to actually just kind of grind through it, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it's a metaphor for life. Like if you do it there, what else are you, can you, what else are you capable of? Do you like the BeastNet? Do you want to keep hearing it? Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at BeastNet Pod. To touch back on the highlights, um, Jacksonville, oh, yeah. uh, you oh, got yeah. your hair caught in the barbed wire crawl. Oh, God. <laughs> I did. It was terrible. Did you see um, that uh, picture I put on my story today? <laughs> um, I might have. I know okay, I've looked a lot of stuff on there, too. Oh, no, um, that's cool. Was it, was it the post that you put up about... Was it the post that you put up about um, actually having your hair caught in there? No, well, sort of. Okay, let me just tell you what happened. So I was up there, like, in contention for one of those top spots. I had Natalie Miano and Leanne right in my sights, and I was right there with Lily uh, Elkin coming into the barbed wire. And my hair, on the very last rung, like, I think I stood up too fast, and my ponytail got stuck, like stuck, stuck. Like I tried to rip it and it wouldn't come out. I was just sitting on my butt fumbling with this for like ever. And I was like, oh my God, what is happening? And so I was like trying to pull it out and like rip it. And then they got away from me and I was like, oh no. Um, so that was just gut wrenching. But um, anyways, then, so on my story, this is real great. Spartan took pictures of my hair stuck in the barbed wire. It's like there's an image of just the barbed wire and a bunch of hair hanging off it. Yeah, that's mine. Are you <laughs> Thanks, awesome. guys. Thanks. Don, Don, yeah. I know you're listening to this. That that's that's the title picture for this episode. <laughs> my uh, hair. Find that picture, Don. Find that picture. Um <laughs> Oh man! So, so moving on to like the future races, what what races are you most excited about this this season? Um, yeah. So I'm gonna really put a big. I raced a ton last year, um, which I wanted to do. Like it was great. I did the U.S. National Series and the Mountain Series. Um, I'm not doing the Mountain Series this year just because the schedule is wonky and doesn't really work. Um, and everything's on the East Coast, which I'm not on the East Coast, so that makes it difficult. Um, so I'm really focusing on U.S. National Series and then a few other here, others here and there. 
And uh, yeah, so I mean, I have some of my favorite venues in there. I'm probably, so long as I qualify for Worlds, which I'd like to believe that's the case, <laughs> um, I'm going to go to Abu Dhabi, I think, too, and see what I can do in some sand. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> have fun um, with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a, f- a fan of sand at all. We did, uh, we did a Tough Mudder last year where they made us run through a bunch of sand and I absolutely hate running in the sand. Uh, not only does it just get in your, your shoes and it makes you just, to me, it's just uncomfortable. But oh, like, there's nothing to push off of. It just falls underneath you and it, there's no resistance whatsoever. So it's like you really, you feel like you're, you've ran a quarter of a mile when really you've only actually run like an eighth and it sucks. <laughs> like 10 feet. Well, <laughs> Yeah. So I don't have a lot of sand where I live, but I have snow. So I'm going to go with that for training. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> exactly. I mean, train, train with what you've got, you know? Yeah. Um, so speaking of shoes, I see this season um, you've started working with Salmon. Yes. How exciting yeah. is that to pick up an sponsorship? Um, yeah, no, I'm pretty excited. I'm really picky about my feet having um, broken them multiple times and I've got as in, so in track, I was an 800 and 1500 meter runner. So I'm like a major four foot striker, basically a sprinter um, with extra aerobic capacity. <laughs> so I'm a four foot striker. So I have very vulnerable feet. So picking shoes, I'm pretty pick, pretty picky about them. Um, but I love, especially my favorite shoe with them is the new trail shoe because it's got a pretty decent stack height and it's pretty um, stiff. I actually like it stiffer because. Um, they're like if it had a rock, it doesn't have a rock plate, but it feels almost like it does because of the stiffness, which is awesome. And then I ran in the OT comps in Jacksonville and oh my gosh, they're like road flats. I feel, I felt so fast. It was awesome. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. So you said the, the new trails that, um, that you had, are those the trail sixes, the ones that you had in the picture? Yeah. So I have trail, uh, well, I have a pair of both of them, but yeah, the trail sixes just have a new upper. So it's a little more mesh and the uh, laces have changed a little bit and they come in really pretty colors. Cool. Yeah. I, the color <laughs> that you have on in the picture, I absolutely, I hope they have those in my size. I want them so bad. The blue ones, they, uh, I yeah. don't know. The blue are the women's ones. The men's come in a really red yellow color though. Mm, that might match some of the stuff. Cause most of my stuff is um, like bright green and it's got some yellows in it. Um, the, the shoes that I currently wear, um, the shoes that I currently wear are bright yellow. So yeah, there you go. I think that would, I think, I think it would be a good fit. Or you um, just get a really big women's shoe. Hey, yeah. there we go. You just get like a massive woman's shoe. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily know the difference between the sizes. Um, like a size and a half. And so I, what size do you wear? Um, I wear 13s. Oh, so you would need like a 14 and a half or 15. They probably won't come that big. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't nope. have small feet. <laughs> yeah, darn. Oh, I might have to settle for yellow, or if they've got them, you know, in like a plain black, that'll be fine too. Um, yeah. You can never go wrong with a neutral color. That's true. Uh, yellow's neutral. Uh, right here. Oh, it's not neutral <laughs> to me. It's very bright. <laughs> well, I know. I'm um, <laughs> um, and then also, you've uh, recently started um, uh, a partnership with uh, Venga. Uh, yes, I have. Thing is awesome. I love them. Um, they are one of like some of the coolest guys ever to work with, and they're doing so many cool things. Um, like yesterday, we just recorded another 
a media thing for them too. Um, just so supportive, always want to know how we're doing. Um, and they're, I mean, the products are pretty stellar too. Uh, I really appreciate like they're super high quality without a bunch of baloney. And there's so many brands out there that have a bunch of extra trash in them. And people don't know, like they're not overly educated on CBD products. So they think what they're getting is great and it's not always the case. Um, so I really like being as an educator. I like being part of educating people on that to know what's actually like what they're putting in their bodies. And the new gummies, if you haven't tried them, they're freaking delicious. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I don't, I don't I don't know quite how my job would feel about me doing that. See, I, I work for I work for the government, so they're kind of strict on the rules there. They're like, yeah, I don't I don't know. Like if I even I actually even just went to I used to play in a band and we actually just played at um at a at a hemp festival. Oh yeah. And like literally literally like the day after I got back they were like, Go get a random. Oh geez. I'm like, that doesn't sound that doesn't sound very random. Well, you wouldn't fail a drug test with Venga, so there's that. Um and that's how much that's how much I know about it. <laughs> yeah, so it's THC free. You would not fail drug tests. They've had some of their athletes drug tested and been fine. So totally good there. Awesome. Well, I mean, I didn't expect that. You know, like, oh man, pro athletes are all. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's not the case. Course, we would never do use that. Or at least I wouldn't use that. So <laughs> that <laughs> would be silly. Look at the trees. <laughs> no, it does not have that impact whatsoever. <laughs> no, I know. It's, just but, a can uh, of annoyance, so you're just getting like yeah. trace parts of the plant. That part. And that's where the education comes in, right there. So the people like myself that don't know, because I've never <laughs> done anything like that. <laughs> yeah, I would be, no, yeah, I would never have done that if it was any funny business. Pretty straight shooters yeah. over there. So. No, and that's, and that's totally cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. So do you have any um, like professional or personal shout outs? Um, Oh, I also did partner with this company recently called PBH Foods. Um, They're legit too. So it's actually called Paleo Bakehouse and they're based out of uh, Florida and they make paleo treats. So I don't actually eat gluten or dairy in my diet um, because of, well, not because it's like the cool thing to do. Uh, I don't know how much you want to know about me, but (laughs) (laughs) We're an well, open book here. Yeah, I'll just tell you. No shame. Um, I have colitis. So anything that causes okay. inflammation causes me issues. Dairy in particular is one of those things. And then I tend to avoid gluten for the same reason, which is another reason why I love CB- the Vanga CBD products is because they also fight inflammation. But anyways, um, so they make delicious paleo treats. Like I just ate two walnut brownies today. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> But they're so good, and you have to give yourself a treat once in a while. Yeah, yeah, every once in a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and I totally get it. I know that there's like, I was actually talking to my wife about this not too long ago. It's like, you know, why is it now that all of a sudden it's become like this thing to not eat gluten or to not have dairy or whatever, you know? And I know that a lot of um, a lot of people kind of do it because it's the fad. And, um, but I mean, like there are, there are individuals, uh, such as yourself that actually have health related concerns due to certain things that they eat. Uh, yeah. my dad being one of them, um, you know, my dad for the longest time 
My dad, for the longest time, was like, oh, this whole gluten-free craze, blah, 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 all these hipsters and yada, yada. All these hipsters. And then all of a sudden, celiacs. Oh, no. Yeah, and then he's like, well, I can't have gluten. And I was like, oh, dad, you can't have gluten? What's what's up? Are you a hipster now? You know, and and, uh, so, but no, it was because anytime he was, anytime he eats anything with gluten, his body just breaks out into rashes like everywhere. I mean, and it's like he gets super itchy. So like he'll sit there and like, not that it's like an allergic thing, but it, um, it starts like, it starts kind of like on his elbows, almost like an eczema type thing. Right. And it, well, it is an allergic reaction. Um, see education. I don't know. (laughs) I can tell you all about that. Yeah, no, it makes sense. So they break out in hives basically because so celex is an intolerance to gluten and gluten is a plant protein. It makes stuff like uh, chewy. It's like when you eat bread, it's chewy. But if you look at it like on a molecular level, it's I'll nerd out on you here for a second. Um, it kind of looks no, like I love science. <laughs> it kind of looks like cork. So it's like a like a matrix. Um, okay. And a lot of the problem, like why it's becoming trending is because, well, there's like, well, people hate on carbohydrates, first of all which is really sad because they're great things to have. And I love them. Everybody should. Yeah. All athletes need carbohydrates. Well, basically every human does because that's what your brain needs for fuel. Um, But anyways, so there's a lot of different studies out there about like gluten. and But basically that plant protein is what he has an intolerance to. So people with celiacs are essentially allergic to that plant protein. Just a bit. All right. Yeah, and see, that just goes to show how much research I've done on it. Because um, <laughs> well, you don't have to kind of a, I mean, it's it's kind of a new thing, which is that's why her and I were kind of talking about it. it. Was like, you know, my dad's just recently been kind of thrown this this wrench in his life, um, so to speak, and um, or you know, wrench in the spokes or whatever you want to say. But he, um, so he's had to adjust, and you know, it's been. Um, I started kind of thinking about the way I was. I was ingesting things and um, I, I mean, I occasionally I'll eat, um, I'll eat like cheese every once in a while. I like, I love cheese. Absolutely love cheese. <laughs> I don't eat it near as much. I don't eat it near as much as I used to. And I've stopped drinking milk. Um, uh. And so I've kind of, you know, just been trying the other things like almond milk or some of the other like different um, milk type derivatives, I guess. Um <laughs> And, you know, honestly, I feel like I feel better. Like, I don't feel it's kind of weird. Like when I drink milk, I feel almost lethargic. And like, I get kind of like, I almost feel like my, it's like everything in my head just kind of like gets thicker. So like my sinuses get all weird. Oh, mucus. It does cause mucus. So dairy causes inflammation for, I don't actually know why that's necessarily the case. I haven't studied that in depth, but um, like, especially gut inflammation, but you know, when you, that's why when you, if you drink a glass of milk, like it, it leaves like a, it triggers your mucus membrane. So you get like that film in your mouth and stuff. Yeah. So that's yeah. the thing. <laughs> no, I, I hear you. So yeah. Awesome. I'm see, I'm glad we did this because science, <laughs> science <laughs> people, <laughs> it's awesome. Um, yeah. I've, I've actually learned some stuff today. Like, I thought, you know, I thought we were going to go through and we were going to have, you know, an interview and all this, but I'm learning things. That's great. See, I'm a teacher. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, it, well, see, that's part of that uh, that college professor thing. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So to to wrap up, how would you describe OCR to someone who has never participated in it, and what encouragement would you give them to maybe get out and try it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, how to describe it? So I do get asked that a lot. Oh, this is my favorite. Like I'll be in a public place. Never and- been. Let me guess, volleyball. And I'm like, uh, no, they don't have these 11-inch guns. Um, <laughs> or or, or they, the next thing I get is CrossFit or triathlon. And I'm like, no, neither of those things. And I don't like swimming. So um, I say I'm an obstacle course racer. And they're like, what? And then usually the next question, if they're even remotely know what's happening, they say, oh, like Spartan. And then I say, yeah, I'm on the Spartan Pro team. Um, But then I do have to explain it. So usually my go-to explanation is like, yeah, I run through the mud, play on obstacles, and carry heavy shit up mountains. It's a great time. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. I I don't think I've ever heard it really, really explained that way. And that's, that's, pretty spot I mean, that's on. probably the best, that's probably the best way I've heard it explained so far. Cause I've asked <laughs> a couple of people that like, how would you describe OCR? And they're just like, oh, it's a lot of fun. It's a party. I like to go out and play in the mud and run on the obstacles. But like, you know, you touched on the running in the mud and the, you know, playing on obstacles. But now you mentioned carrying heavy shit on mountains. Yep, you do. A lot of, a lot of times that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that <laughs> stuff. I mean, I love it because I like to, I like to think that I'm a pretty strong guy. I like to test myself. Obviously, we've talked about challenging um, yourself and, and your abilities. I hate the heavy stuff only for the simple fact that most of the time it's like the um, the sandbags. For me, the reason I hate that is just because, like, I hate having pressure right here on my shoulders and my collarbone. Uh-huh. And so I've, like, really struggled with trying to find ways of carrying the sandbags to not be so uncomfortable most of the other stuff like the atlas ball or um sometimes you'll get like that occasional sandbag that's just long enough to where you can divide it on both sides and it doesn't feel like you're being strangled on both sides um so that's kind of nice um i do enjoy the heavy stuff sometimes just when it doesn't like pinch my my neck or like when it pushes (laughs) down on my Wrestling in it just over one shoulder. So I've seen a lot of people do that. I don't. I wrap it around my neck and then hold it as yeah. close to my center of gravity as possible so I can run. But Yeah, and see, that's that's the way I would normally do it. Um, I've tried on the one side, um, and I've and here comes the audience eye roll thing. Um, I've had um, a back injury before, and so um, a lower back injury. And so whenever I put the sandbag on there um, and I kind of tilt to one side, that usually tends to kind of like aggravate it. And so that's why I've kind of, you know, typically normally I would do that. Um, I do that a lot with the, um, I do that a lot with um, like bucket brigade. I'll, I'll carry the bucket on like one shoulder and then I'll just, I'll, I'll like, I'll roll it behind my head and over to the next shoulder. And that's fine. Cause like, to me, that's, I actually have some sort of like grip and control over this object Whereas the sandbag, it's kind of like, oh, this thing is so cumbersome and so hard to maneuver that I'll just <laughs> throw it over my neck. And and that's just uh, like, to me, that's the most uncomfortable, but the most comfortable way to do it, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I agree. That's It's not comfortable, but it's the best option, really. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But, pretty much. 
Yeah. Um, and then the other part of your, well, hold on. The other part of your question was, what would I tell people getting into oh, it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's an important Sorry. one. I think. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, no, I was just going to say, uh, if you're apprehensive around that on the fence, you should absolutely try it because like we said before, getting out of your comfort zone and pushing those limits is how you actually develop yourself as a person. And you never know what you're capable of until you try it. And it's also just a lot of fun playing in the mud. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Awesome. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule um, <laughs> to have a chat with on BeastNet. Uh, for bringing your love of self-improvement and OCR into our lives and uh, for building us up into better versions of ourselves. Yay. Thanks for having me. <laughs> of course. Anytime. We would, be, we would be completely honored to have you anytime. It's <laughs> honestly, it's like, it's, it's new to me still because like I've been doing this for a while, but it's still really cool to me to, to interview. And I love meeting new people. Um, especially pro athletes, because you don't get this in any other um, in any other sport environment. I've talked about that a couple of times in some episodes where you wouldn't go to a football game or you wouldn't be able to just sit down with your you know your favorite major league baseball player and have a just a conversation or, or ask questions for this amount of time without paying some sort sort of absorbent amount of money. True. So it's it's really kind of a testament to the community that we have in the sport where we can go to a race or we can go to an event, even just as a spectator and sit down or even just stand there. And even maybe in like the merch tent or, you know, standing in line at, I don't know, getting a bite to eat after an event, you look over and boom, there's one of your favorite athletes. And then you talk to them and then you just, you connect and you have this conversation for who knows how long, to me, that's that's probably one of the most rewarding things about doing this is that I get to meet people that are icons, that are role models in this sport, Aww. and I don't have to pay like a ton of money to do it. I think on a better everybody, right? Again, it speaks to the community. So yeah, yeah, awesome. Well, thank you again so much for being a part of BeastNet tonight, and uh, yeah. we will definitely have to do this again in the future. And oh. the next time, you know, the next time there's a, a, a big Spartan event in Seattle, uh, I'm sure we will be there and uh, we'll have to, we'll have to get together and actually meet in real life. Yeah, let's do it. That'll be, I'll be there in April for the U.S. National Series race. So yeah, that one's coming up. So we will definitely do that. Cool. <laughs> awesome. Thank you again and have a great night. All right. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook, like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. Yeah.